Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers for the season one finale of The Last of Us on HBO, plus some spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2, the video game, in our Nerd Out section. Be warned. My name is Jason Concepcion. And I'm Rosie Knight. And welcome to X-Ray Vision, the Crooked Media Podcast, where we dive deep into your favorite shows, movies, comics, and pop culture. On this episode, in the airlock, we will be digging deep into The Last of Us. That's right. Season one finale. Let's go! A.K.A. complaining about Marlene and all of her bad choices. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Oh, Marlene. So many bad choices. Uh, In Nerd Out, we're going to have a theory on the possible Last of Us Part 3 video game. I love how much our Last of Us coverage is inspiring people to think about what could come next in the story. Yes. And of course, if you want to jump around, check out the timestamps in the show notes. Coming up, the airlock. (laughs) Stepping out of the airlock... And into the hospital run by the Fireflies. Badly run. Badly (laughs) Badly, run. Poorly run by the Fireflies (laughs) uh, for the season one finale of The Last of Us on HBO Max. Let's get started. We open years ago. We see a pregnant woman fleeing through the woods from an infected. You hear the growls of the infected. Uh, This is Anna, Ellie's mother. She runs into a farmhouse. Uh, in the distance, we see the skyline of a city. I didn't ID it. Did we, do we know what the city is? I don't think so. She just She's running through the forest. They really horror her up. And then she's obviously trying to get to some kind of safe house. Yes. Uh, Ellie's uh, mother, Anna, is expecting that someone is going to meet her there. And yeah, she's, she's calling, calling. Out, like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. No one is there. She's all alone. She flees upstairs. Closes the door. And she's like in labor at this she's point, in by the way. Labor. She is in labor running from the infected. It is like really scary it stuff. It is a dire existential situation. She takes out her knife. It is the pearl-handled switchblade that Ellie carries. And she waits. She sits with her back against the wall, breathing hard. As Rosie mentioned, she's in labor. And the infected bursts in. A desperate fight ensues with Ellie's mom finally stabbing the infected in the brain. Classic Ellie move. Nice shiv. Killing it. Anna hears a cry. She looks down and she realizes that she gave birth uh, in the middle of this fight. And she also sees that there's a bite on her leg. Uh, she cuts the cord <laughs> as quick as she can to keep the uh, the infection from spreading from her to the baby. And then she lifts Ellie up to her face. Ellie is wailing strong, fierce cries of of being alive. And, yeah. and Anna says, you fucking tell him, Ellie. As the baby <laughs> goes, oh, you're so tough. Later on that night, three figures approach. One of them is Marlene. So this is the Fireflies. They find the house locked. They go inside. They find Anna upstairs with the newborn child. 
in her arms. She's got a knife pressed against her yeah, neck. Real badass. You can see where Ellie gets it from. Like genetically badass. She's like the at the mo at the hint that she might be losing control. She's ready to end it right there. Um, and her wound is already showing signs of, of infection. And Marlene is just kind of broken by the sight of this. Anna says, it's not your fault. Let me pause here. Looking at the history of Marlene in this season <laughs> and the amount of just mind-boggling clown show decisions that Marlene will make over the course of this episode, I kind of wonder if it's not her fault. It kind of is. I'm sorry. Did, did Marlene cause this to happen? I'm sorry to say. Maybe. Look, if Marlene and other Fireflies, even just Marlene and the two other people who show up, if they'd have been there, that would have been less likely that that one infected would have gotten through. Maybe if they'd gotten there early and not been delayed, they could have safeguarded the house before a pregnant woman showed up. So actually, I think it is Marlene's fault. One of the it, many things this it, episode that is absolutely we Marlene's fault. We can't tell fault. for sure, but I'm, I'm willing to put it on Marlene. I she's at least a tiny bit to blame. I'm willing, I'm willing to put it on her. <laughs> uh, Marlene glances at the umbilical cord, and Anna says immediately, I cut it before I was bit. Before. Before. It's a lie. It's a lie. But she doesn't just... Because I'm sure she feels like she knows Marlene well enough to know that Marlene might just shoot a baby in the head. Now, it's a devastating lie, one of several devastating lies that we'll mm -hmm. see over the course of this episode. Because you you wonder if, if Anna had told the truth, maybe there would have been a way to kind of reverse engineer this immunity and figure yeah. out what happened. Now, you raised a good... You raised a good possibility I, in, yeah. before we started recording that surely the Fireflies would have taken this in the most horrific, horrific way possible. Yeah. I think the truth is, like, I love your point because it is absolutely heartbreaking because this is 14 years ago. Yeah. So there is a chance that we will be living in a world where Joel and Ellie never have to meet, where the infection is over, where there is a cure. Now, if you think about the reality of what we've seen of Fedra, of the absolute clown shoes behavior of the Fireflies and the fascism of Fedra realistically, if they found out, as this episode seems to confirm, very famous, very beloved Last of Us fan theory, that the reason Ellie is immune is because her mother got bitten just before she was born, they would surely have just been putting pregnant people into hospitals and purposefully infecting them and trying to do this in a really horrific way. Like, yeah. I don't see a version where it is done well, but there is also, like you said, if one sensible, sane, non-terrible person knew this information... There is a totally different timeline that we could be living in. So Anna asks Marlene to take Ellie to Boston and uh, uh, make sure she's safe. And Marlene's like, I can't do that. Uh, Anna is 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 really pleading with her. She uh, holds up the knife. She says, I want you to give her this. She puts it in the swaddling. She's got uh, Ellie swaddled like in a jacket. And she puts it in the swaddling. Her name is Ellie. Marlene's like, I can't. Marlene is crying. She and Anna have apparently known each other for their whole lives, mm -hmm. they say. They're, they're very good friends. Uh, Anna asks Marlene to, again, do this, do what needs to be done, take the baby, kill me before I turn. Marlene's like, I can't kill you. I can't do it. Anna begs, and then finally Marlene's like, okay. And she takes the baby, hands it off to uh, one of her followers, and then she walks in, steals herself, walks in, and kills Anna. Also want to say, she specifically says to her follower, Please cover the baby's ears before she shoots the baby's mom. The, he does not cover the ears. The I mean, baby's just the, chilling. I'm surprised I, Ellie again, can even hear. The fireflies are more. They're just the worst. They're maybe, so, so, so. I don't know. Maybe in, if you weren't recruiting oh, children. Might help. <laughs> it might help. But these are, but yeah, the, the fireflies, 
the incompetence of the fiberless cannot be overstated. Uh, we cut to Ellie. We're in the present. She's sitting in the back of a truck. She's lost in thought. You know, a lot of things have happened to bring our our friends to this place. And it seems they're close to the end and all of that is weighing on her. Joel comes over with some stuff he's looted, some Chef Boyardee, a boggle set. But Ellie is just in that funk. Yeah, he's trying to bring back, like, the fun. He's making yeah. the Chef Boyardee jokes. He's found games. He doesn't really know what happened with David, but he can tell that something's changed because Ellie is not the kind of annoying, talkative, energetic person that she was. Now there's this weight to her and it's yeah. obviously weighing on him. And he's trying to bring back those laughs, bring back that kind of energy that she had. It's this really interesting inversion of their personality. It's really Joel in dad mode at yeah. this point. You know, this is what you would do with a kid mm -hmm. who's kind of like a teenager. That you want to play a game? You want your favorite sullen. food? Yeah, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, Joel says that he saw a guitar in the RV that was smashed. And he says, it got me thinking, maybe I should find one. I haven't played in forever. And of course, game players will know that this is a big part of Joel's character and a big thing that he hands off to Ellie. Uh, he wants to teach her how to play, but she is like barely listening again. She's like, yeah, that'd be great. And in a very kind of like, uh, you know, not present way. Yeah. Um, and as they move forward toward their goal, you know, they, they come to an obstacle and Joel's like, well, here's a couple options we could use. And Ellie immediately knows what they're going to do. And we see that they have this shorthand now. They've really mm -hmm. come so far together. As they move through a wreck building, uh, Joel boosts Ellie up through a hole. She drops a ladder down. But as the ladder comes down, she's distracted by something. She runs off. Joel is panicked. He doesn't know what happened. Uh, and then when we get up there with Joel, we realize that Ellie has found a giraffe. A wild giraffe escaped and survived from, uh, you know, from the zoo. Uh, Joel shows Ellie how to feed it. And it's this really beautiful, magical Oof. moment. I never thought, I was really interested to see if they would be able to translate the wonder of this moment yeah. from the game to the show. But they do. And it's all Bella. To have Ellie go from this disconnected, disassociative, really like... Practical, real giraffe. <laughs> No way. Yeah, real giraffe. Oh, my God. Actual giraffe. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I love that. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, the bloater was practical. If yeah. you can do that, you can find a giraffe. But, like, Bella, the way that they kind of just bubble with this kind of effervescent, like, yeah. laughter. Like, this is the best thing they've ever seen in their life. It's such a twist from seeing Ellie in that state where... She doesn't even want to talk to Joel. She doesn't want to hear it. She doesn't want to be involved. And that's breaking Joel's heart. He's trying so hard to connect with her. But then in that moment, he gets it. And she's just laughing. And this is obviously like the best thing that's ever happened to her. And you see it play on his face too, mm -hmm. the smile that he has. And I and I think it might be the only time post-apocalypse that we've you get seen that Joel smile. smile, like a real smile. And it's amazing. And then it, it wanders off and Ellie's like, where is it going? Yeah. Like a little kid. And it's gone over to its herd. Yeah. And, they, and we see them in the distance. Joel and Ellie watch them kind of feeding and hanging out together. And and then they have this little talk. Joel's like, is it everything you hope for? Kind of talking around what's going on. And Ellie's like, you know, it's got its ups and downs. <laughs> um, Joel is is getting ready to try and broach the possibility with Ellie that, hey, I know there's a lot of hopes hanging on this, you know, finding this doctor and hopefully saving the world. But, you know, be prepared for the possibility that it might not work. I mean, this, after all, so many things have not worked right? on and the this, way out here. I love this moment so much because it's like 
This and the moment where he asked Tommy to take her, those are those two big moments where everything could go in a totally different yeah. direction. And in this moment, he's just, I just wanted them so badly to go back to Jackson. I'm like, just do it. You don't need to go there. Just go and live your life. Like, listen to Joel. Do something for yourselves. Like, he, this has been a hard journey. He, like, it's time. He finally raises the thing that we've been, like, wanting him to do, where he's like, hey, we just call it off. We just go back to Tommy's yeah. and live life. And Ellie says that they can't. Quote, after all we've been through, everything I've done, it can't be for nothing. And and she appreciates she appreciates that Joel wants to protect her and that he's and she acknowledges that he's done a really great job of that. Um, but they have to go through with this. And she says, when we're done, we'll go wherever you want. I'll follow you anywhere you go. Um but there's no halfway with this. We have to finish what we started. Yeah. And there's a great little throwback in that moment where she's like the sheep ranch, the, yeah, moon, the moon, like wherever you want to go. And you get another one of those smiles from Joel. Like he's already picturing that life in his head. And they do such a great job in this opening sequence with the two of them of setting up exactly where Joel's mind is and what is important to him. And it just makes everything else so much more easy to understand as we get into this kind of brutal finale. X-Ray Vision will be back. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. And we're back. They find uh, an old army hospital. This is one of the first kind of camps, one of the first mm -hmm. kind of uh, responses that the government threw up uh, in the wake of outbreak. Um, and Joel reveals that he had been in one of these on day two after Sarah had passed. Uh, it was for the wound on his head, which he had previously kind of framed as like a shootout. I got in a shootout with a guy and he missed and I missed. Um, but then he admits it was self-inflicted. He had tried to kill himself. He said that uh, he wasn't scared. He wanted to do it. He didn't see any point in going forward. But at the last second, he flinched. and He doesn't have any idea why. Um, and Ellie says, you know, basically, I'm glad that you didn't do that. And yeah. She, and she says. But she, know, she's freaked out, too. It's like a yeah. really great moment where she kind of realizes the humanity of this, like, Terminator-esque character who's been kind of following her through this. She's like, I'm glad that didn't work out. Yeah. But she's still kind of dealing with the fact that he just admitted to like trying to kill himself and kind of this great trauma that he's been holding. And then there's that wonderful moment where she says, well, so time heals all wounds, I guess. And Joel mm. looks at Ellie, and this is probably the most vulnerable thing he's ever done. He says, it wasn't time that did it. And he's you know, barely able you. to not cry. Like yeah, yeah. it's in his throat. He's Pedro is so good in he's this. He's so good. I mean, it's actually a crime 
that he's most famous for playing someone whose face you never see when he's such a good <laughs> face actor. There yes. is like so much good face acting in this episode. So they move on. And at Joel's suggestion, Ellie breaks out the pun book and we start going through the puns. And as they're doing this, they don't notice that a firefly has come up behind them and throws a stun grenade at their feet and they are knocked out and taken captive. You know, and this is like really a small note in the litany of like criticisms that we're going to aim at the Fireflies for being a moronic revolutionary organization, not up to the task that they have set out before themselves. <laughs> By any means. Are returning democracy to the United States and the overthrow of FEDRA. They're bad at it. They've been trying to do it for 20 years. They've been failing. Just fucking go up and say hands up like you've got a gun. Why are you wasting material? Yeah. Why also, are you throwing a grenade at people? Not that, yeah. Spoiler alert, Marlene is in the hospital. They literally have placed all their hope on one child, a white girl with brown hair in a checked shirt who is traveling with a man. Yeah, like you're telling me that they had don't have rounds every day being like, I wonder if they got here. I wonder if well, they got there. And instead you're just stun gunning. Marlene, so <laughs> this thank, is, you, thank you, for, thank you for, for, for raising this, okay? Uh, because Joel wakes up later in a hospital bed. And Marlene is there, and she was like, hey, whoops, uh, patrol didn't know who you were. Let me stop. Marlene, why aren't you? Is this not the whole reason you're set up are in this hospital? Are they not the only people who are meant to go to the hospital? Why aren't you having a meeting every fucking day that's like, hey. Have you seen them? We're looking for a girl and a guy traveling alone. She's 14. Someone He's can do a drawing. Here's what they look like. If you see that. Stop them. Also, wouldn't you have someone like on a horse in a car going out in the surrounding like 20 miles? Isn't this why they are there? Like this (laughs) is the only reason they're there. It's the only reason. And and there's anybody here associated with you guys that doesn't know who you're looking for? Marlene, what the fuck? Also as well, like let's be real. If you're talking, we're about to get into the details of how they think they can make this vaccine, yeah? (laughs) I'll tell you a spoiler. It includes the brain. You know what the brain is? Very delicate. You know what's not good for the brain? I know. Let's stun, get, she, yeah, stun come grenades, on, great point. concussions, which she has already had so many of. I mean, this is like CTE on two legs over here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What's and going then, like, on? Let's just add another one. It's going to be fine. She's going, great she's, point. She's going into surgery. Hey, it'll be okay. We'll fix it in there. No. So it's Joel, a terrible choice. Joel's coming out of, you know, his concussion. And he's like, where's Ellie? Great question. Marlene dodges it by saying, man. Really amazing that you made it out here alone. We lost, like, half the people we came with. Yeah, I had, like, a whole fucking army with me, and, like, we barely made it through. uh, We lost guys left and right. You know, we got here with a ragtag group because we just got torn apart on the way. And you are so good and so competent and such a fucking killer that you got through, and there's not a scratch on her. Really, really amazing. You are really, really incredibly capable. Uh, (laughs) and, And she goes, how'd you do it? And Joel's like, well, you know, Ellie. Uh, He's like, it was all Ellie. It was all Ellie, really. And then she says, you know, you're the one person I didn't want to be in debt to you, but I owe you. And then Joel, again, is like, where's Ellie at? Uh, And then uh, Marlene's, well, she's being prepped for surgery. Uh, And, (laughs) uh, you know, what surgery? Well, uh, our doctor, she explains, believes that cordyceps uh, has grown with her since birth and it's essentially inoculating her against infection, which is why she's immune. And so the plan is remove this special strain of cordyceps and then grow it and then use that to vaccinate others. And Joel is kind of still confused about why this rush, sudden rush. Yeah, it seems like, weird. We're, not gonna, we're just going to do it for a while. Uh, and then he notes, hey, wait, cordyceps grows inside the brain. 
And he starts to realize, wait, this means you're going to cut into her brain and she's not going to survive this. And then he immediately is like, get someone else. And Marlene says, there is no one else. Uh, and then as if this makes it better, she says, hey, don't worry. She's not afraid. We didn't tell her. There won't be any fear. What? You just let you just sent her to her deathbed, right? I guess. So there's so much to break down here that's just absolutely I, I, ridiculous. Let's start with the fact what a hypocritical stance this is for a person who's ostensibly fighting to bring back democracy to the United States. And and you're building that entire mission on lying to someone and putting them in. Un, into a surgery that will 100% kill them. Yeah. Kill them. And, and not, you're not letting them know you're not that letting that's them know. what's going to happen. And also, like, just on that note, yeah, there is a, I truly believe there's a version where you don't, you know, kidnap them and separate them and you have a conversation in a room with Joel, with Ellie, and you explain the situation and maybe there's a conversation. Oh, well, you know what? I don't, act, like, we should wait a bit, maybe. Da, da, da. Why is there so much rush? Yeah, why are we why rushing this, to do what's this? What's going on? Also... You're going to kill the one person who is yeah, immune. Thank you. This is, this is the other thing that is like, wait, what? You've got one example Just take of some immunity. blood tests. Just one. Can we like ramp up to the thing that will kill her? Like, Leah, let's like, what about a blood test? What about like, CT scan of the brain? Or like, is there fungus in her blood that we can grow? Like, wh- Oh, that's why, a really good point. Yeah, like why are we jumping to, well, let's just fucking <laughs> drill open her head yeah. and kill her. Also as well, like the most interesting thing. So this is a big swing in the game. They basically say like, oh, that we think the cordyceps mutated. It's very science, like super science, just like you accept it. Here, there's this really detailed, interesting version of why Ellie's immune. The cordyceps essentially sends out a signal telling other cordyceps that Ellie is cordyceps, yeah, yeah, right? you don't need to infect this one. You don't need to infect this because one because she's already infected. Yeah, yeah. So you have a doctor who can theorize that, who has some serious science, but you can't just do a blood test. Like, are you mad? <laughs> I, I know you have needles because we see her in the operating room. She's hooked up to, like, anesthesia or whatever. This is some messed up business. And Marlene is absolutely fucking this up on just so many levels. I, 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 First of all... By doing it. Second of all, by telling Joel. Yeah, like, what were you thinking? Well, let's let's go. Let's 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 start with there. Joel <laughs> obviously becomes irate. <laughs> Does Mar- not take it well. Marlene is then like, "Hey, listen, I was there when she was born, Joel. I promised her mother that I would save the child, so I understand. I'm the only one who understands." Uh. And she's trying, you know, trying to say like, "I understand the weight of this choice. It means a lot to me emotionally. Uh, very, very cold comfort. Also, like you did." promised to save the child. Uh, now you're really, killing her. And now you're killing her. And also you lied to her about it. So uh, it's kind of like a weird... Also as well, I've got a very interesting point. Weird way to honor the promise. Yeah, I feel like you uh, don't really care about that because I have to say, I wonder why the doctor would have any idea that it had been with Ellie since birth. Sounds like someone who was there when she was born must have told him that. Sounds like this was always your plan and you were actually more interested, as we said, right. in Ellie as a cure and that's why you're protecting she, she, her than... Because you care about... In the game, it's because she has this connection to Anna. Yeah. And she wants to protect her. She won't let her join the Fireflies. She wants her in the orphanage. Here, we know that Marlene has always suspected, clearly, that Ellie could be immune. This, this version of Marlene is much more interested as in Ellie as a vehicle to power, to mm-hmm, bring mm-hmm, the Fireflies mm-hmm. to power, saying, hey, look what we have. We have a cure. Like, yeah, that's a great shouldn't point. Shouldn't we run the country? And I think... And it's it's a subtle shift, but I think a, a significant one from the game mm-hmm. because you're right. Like in the game, 
there's a much more emotional drive and and she really believes in what she's doing here i think she's just like fuck it like this is how we win yeah um marley uh, joel is like well well marley then says I have no other choice than to do this. Joel says, I do, which is clearly, <laughs> you know what that means. And then Marlene is like, well, we're not going to let you do that. T- uh, I'm going to order these two guys right over two here. Two random guys. Hey, take take Joel out to the highway, then give him his backpack and this knife. And if he tries anything, shoot him. Let me stop here. You just got done telling us, Marlene, about like <laughs> how your fucking infinite clown car of of fireflies got torn up crossing the country and Joel like managed to do it alone. Left. Right, yeah. There's like none of you. Mean, and, and let me also remind you that in episode one, your entire Boston-like headquarters got torn apart during a deal for a dead battery. A car you, battery. You guys are bad at this. Joel is very good at this. And you're going to send two guys with him and not be like, hey, by the way, tie his hands together or something? By the way, this guy is insane. Knock and is like a, a world-famous murderer to Throw the point. Throw another stun grenade at him and drag him out to the highway. Or just shoot him. Because, like... You, Why did they ever let him wake up? It's not if if, if you're gonna go the terrible route that they're going, go the whole hog. If spoiler, you're gonna kill Ellie, kill Joel. Spoiler alert: Joel tries something. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> and he goes Joel Wick. He then proceeds to go on a murder spree, a brutal murder spree, that, uh, killing everyone in the building, probably twenty people At because least. he runs out of ammo twice. Yeah, and ends up like you know he runs out of ammo with like a Ruger. Uh, some like Ruger uh, Mini 14, uh, uh, an assault M4 assault rifle, and then he ends up with like a pistol. So he's and he had to stab a guy because he yeah. runs out of ammo. He just like kills everybody there. They can't shoot him. He's in the hallway. You they, have three people shooting. They, him. they got can't some hit Star him. Wars like stormtrooper <laughs> aim at this point. Like pew pew, it's not happening. Grazed not Joel once. just rips through them again. The fireflies, you guys, like bad. You, you were brought here to guard this very, very important surgical procedure <laughs> from any attack. This is the thing that's going to save the world, guys. And and we've brought the one threat that could really, like, upend this mission here, necessarily so, because we need to separate him from Ellie. And then nobody's ready for this. You, you hear a gunshot, and everybody's like, was that a gunshot? Like, <laughs> gunshot. Oh, I better go out and look. Oh, uh, uh, like, let me go. Not and, a single person goes to the surgery, yeah, like, like, to the like, actual yeah, room. Shouldn't you be, like, walling off the surgery from this? Like, the one guy hears the gunshot, and he's like, let me uh, go investigate uh, in front of like a window and not and and not realize that somebody could shoot me through it. It's like guys, you, you all of you. How did they get? Morons. How was it this bad for twenty years? No wonder you never managed to like beat Fedra, who also sucks. Fedra sucks. You know what I'll say? You know who successfully did it? Kathleen. She also sucked, but at least she did it. The fight. Marlene did not do it. Marlene did nothing apart from make many terrible mistakes. Yeah. I will say. As humorous as this all is, because Marlene's ridiculous and the fireflies yeah, are terrible, <laughs> what I will say is I was very impressed once again because something we've said throughout this is like the way that they show violence is very different from the game. The yes. game is very much like you are killing people, they are disposable, you're killing three, four, five hundred people before you get here, soldiers, infected, alive people, cordyceps, whatever. But here, they even though you're essentially showing someone go on a rampage to a hospital, which is pretty horrific and like relevant and yeah, scary and the echoes to the real world exactly were really, like really there uh, they, they do this really interesting thing where they don't give it that john wick sound that that action movie sound yeah. they they soften all the sound and they have this slow music and and they they said afterwards it was 
It's Joel disassociating. Yeah. And every time he kills someone, you see their dead body on the ground. You see the face like, of it, that you one You see guy. them. Yeah. It, it's really horrific. You see them fall. And they, and so even in this ridiculous situation where at this point, like everyone who's watching the show is actually backing Joel, which is unbelievable for what and you're we'll seeing. We'll talk about that in a bit. But like, I do think they still managed to be responsible in yeah. the way that they showed it, even though it is like in the context of the show that you're just like, what the hell were you doing? So uh, Joel fights his way to the surgical theater. Again, there's no guards in Mm-mm. front of the door. There's nobody. There's They're no barricades. Dead. They're all dead. They, I guess, ran willy-nilly around Why the building. Why didn't they just chain killed. the door from I, the inside? Uh, again, who's training the fireflies who are probably like... Uh, you know, indoctrinated as 12-year-olds and then given a gun and then <laughs> We've like, seen not that. given Happened any training, Riley. like clearly. Um, so Joel gets there. It's a surgeon and two uh, nurses. The surgeon idiotically tries to resist. Joel just kills him uh, and then tells the nurses, like, unhook Ellie from the machines. They do. And those are the only two people that he spares. Mm-hmm. Perhaps fatefully as yes. we head into season two. Very more, fatefully. More on that in a bit. Uh, and then he uh, picks up Ellie, carries her down to the parking garage where there's a van ready to go. He sees it as he's walking towards it. Head clown in charge Marlene comes up behind Joel and, like, doesn't just cap him right away. In the head. Yeah, just cap him right now. Nope. Then decides to have a monologue. You can't keep her safe forever. <sighs> okay. She's got a gun on Joel. And then she tells him, you know, uh, per- perhaps accurately, hey, Ellie... Whether she's killed by infected or she's killed mm-hmm. by raid or something bad will happen to her because, quote, we live in a broken world that you could have saved. And then Joel says, you know, really dead on the mark here. Maybe, but it isn't for you to decide. Or you. So would, so what would she decide, Marlene says. And Marlene says she thinks Ellie would want to go through with it. And she sees on Joel's face that he knows that Ellie would want to go through Probably, it. Probably, yeah. Now let's stop here again. Marlene, I think this would carry a lot more weight if you had asked her asked her you, you lit- just asked her you lit also like marlene lies a lot yeah why didn't you just lie to joel and say you did ask her yeah also, i mean you should have yeah. asked her on a moral level but again this is the this is the mandalorian like do you really need to go yeah. to the mines marlene just say ellie said she wanted to do it that would actually hold a little bit of weight with joel joel wait for her we'll let her wake up then you can ask her she already told me nope None of it's happening. And sorry, Marlene, it's time to go. And so now Marlene says, like, it's not too late even now, even after all you've done, <laughs> killing 20 of my people yeah. plus the doctor. We can still find a way. We can still find a way. Uh, and Joel looks down at Ellie asleep in his arms and we smash cut to the van. They're out. Ellie wakes up in the back seat. Joel's like, it's all right. You're with me. Ellie doesn't understand why she's there, why she's in a surgical gown, why she's drugged. Joel tells Ellie that uh, the Fireflies were running some tests on you, and then Raiders attacked, and uh, guess what? I barely got you out. Uh, also, it turns out there's a whole more people like you, uh, people who are immune, dozens of them, uh, and the doctors had worked with them, but they couldn't make any of it work. No so cure. they stopped looking for a cure, and that's it, and we're driving home now. Um, and then we flash back, and we see that Joel shot Marlene, and then as she's begging for her life, he finishes her off. Um knowing probably, listen, if Marlene's going to live, the fireflies will yeah, never they're stop come looking. Feed. Ellie uh, takes all of this in. Joel tells her, like, I'm taking this home. He means Jackson. And clearly, even in her drugged, uh, you know, concussed state, understands that this doesn't kind of add up. She yeah. turns away from it. Yeah, she, gives, she, she gives him the teenage back. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to sleep. Like, I can't deal with this. And they drive through the night and eventually end up about five hours away from Jackson when the car breaks down and they hike the rest of the way. 
and end up on a ridge overlooking Jackson. They're within sight of it now. Um, Joel has, talks about Sarah, how much she used to love hiking, uh, and talking about the differences between the two. Sarah's more girly, not, no offense, Ellie. And Ellie's like, oh, yeah, I get it. I'm not, I'm not girly. girly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was taller, but she would have liked you because you're, you're, you're very funny. And I bet you would have liked her back. Ellie says, yeah. And then finally, overlooking Jackson, Ellie tells Joel about Riley's. Like, you know, back mm-hmm. in KC, you asked me about the first time I killed someone. Um, and she says, you know, that about Riley that she got infected and they waited it out until she lost her mind. And then finally, to spare her, Ellie killed her. And she mentions Tess and Sarah and all these other bodies that she they're on her conscience. And Joel's like, no, 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 don't worry. That's not on you. Sometimes don't, things don't work out the way we hoped. Um, and he goes on, you know, talking about, like, hope and how you have to keep going when all seems lost. And then finally the thing that's on Ellie's mind comes to the surface. Swear to me that everything you said about the fireflies is true. And Joel says, I swear. And Ellie like looks hard at Joel's face for any trace of a lie. I think she knows. I think she knows. I think she doesn't want to see it. She's just- I think it's like when you know a parent is lying to you, but you're just like, it's also, easier to Also, what can you forward. do in that I'll moment? Like, yeah. Ellie is incredibly smart in some ways. Like, she, we've seen her do dumb stuff, but like, she's very smart- in like in emotional intelligence. And in that moment, I just so felt like every single possibility is going through her head. Like, what do you do? Yeah. If you if as you suspect, this guy just killed everyone and damned the world, and he did it like to protect you, what other option do you really have than to go with other him? And you know forward. he will go and he will do anything to keep you alive. So it's a certain amount of safety and security. What can you do? And also she obviously loves him in her own yeah. way. There is like a really sad fucked up bond there yeah. that came from something good and turned into something terrible there's just so much in this last moment oh it's so good yeah she says okay and we cut and it's the exact ending of yeah. the game x-ray vision will be back who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie famous amos has been making them since the 70s 1975 to be exact with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the neighborhood," she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. And we're back. Let's talk about that choice because I think one of the things we were talking about mm-hmm. before we started recording is how interesting it is that it's so much easier to back Joel in, in, in the TV version yeah. of this because of the, mainly the Firefly's incompetence, but also because of what a, you know, what a generous and protective mm-hmm. and empathic figure Joel becomes over the course of this journey and, and a wonderful performance by Pedro Pascal. And also because, you know, in the video game, 
it's much easier to suspend your disbelief about all the stuff mm-hmm. we've been talking about. You know, there's much less detail. There's much less kind of story to lay in. And it's much easier to buy in a video game context that this is the one doctor who can do it, who really yeah. can save Super the world. Super science. You're like, yeah, of yeah, course. Of course. Like, like, why else a- would they sacrifice a girl? Yeah. Also as well, in the game, by the point, like Joel in the game is brutal and you feel it. And the stuff with Ellie is more like his goodness shining through mm-hmm. the cracks of this kind of horrible brutality. Whereas in the show, it we have all we have rarely seen that Joel and it's more been like we know he existed because of what other people tell us. So they're building more empathy, more connection between him and Ellie. And like, especially in this finale, the opening, they really show you like all he wants is for her to be happy. Whether it's a a funny food, the giraffe, you feel so much more love there. In the game, it's kind of hard to overstate how shocking it feels when you realize that the hero's journey you've been on is actually turning into something completely twisted and becomes this idea of like the one of the like the good of the many over the good of the few or in this case yeah. the one and that moral weight is so much heavier i feel like here it feels a lot more like dodgy like exploitative science and you i think i mean i've been kind of blown away to see how people in our discord especially who'd never played the game they're just all on Joel's side it's i like, think it's much i think it's that's a, it's a more of a conversation right in the game i feel like that is one of the overarching <laughs> conversation points is like that choice. Whereas in the show, you're kind of just like, it's bleak, but he was probably right. I think in the game, uh, you can say flat out Joel was a bad guy. Yeah. Like, because, A bad guy who did something that you can understand through his eyes and his lens. But 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 still like, the the ramifications are bad. Yeah, made the worst choice. You know, because again, you're playing a video game. What is the goal of many video, like the goal of saving the world when you're playing a video game seems absolutely what is normal. That is... Yeah, it's a hero's journey. It's what we expect. We know where he's going. And and we know what he has to do. In a video game, you are the character. The agency is... The character's agency is your agency. You make the choices. You are complicit in everything they do. And so part of the real shock of the ending of the game version of The Last of Us is that you are expecting, as in many video games, that you will be given the choice. Mm -hmm. And then that choice is taken from you. That's Joel's journey in the final act. And not only that, you have to be a part of it. You have to do it but Joel made the decision to do mm-hmm. that. And so part of it is that real sh- real shock of, oh, my God, like, my my choice has been taken from me in a medium that is all about the player making the decisions. Here in the show, it's absolutely reasonable to say, wait a second, we're getting Ali out of here. Why the rush? Uh, why are we d- putting the one example of immunity under under the knife into a procedure that will kill her. Why are we lying to if her you are about so it? Believe, if you believe in it so much and you think you've got, you can say that it's definitely going to work, why wouldn't you tell her? Why, why is you... it a rush? Why didn't you just spend a couple... Oh, you guys have been traveling for a couple of weeks. We want to make sure you're healthy. You've eaten food. You're ready for this yeah. surgery. Like, you're hydrated. Little things. It's It seems very sus in a way that in the game, the whole world of the game is so bleak and so last minute and so and rushed you, and, and so start, close to the edge. And then you start adding up the litany of incompetence by the, <laughs> by the fireflies. You know, from from the very first episode when they all got killed during the dead battery deal. And the fact that, like, she, Marlene had to have Joel take Ellie across country because, like, she didn't, all her people were fucking dead. And they didn't and she, know how to do it. Like, you let some random smuggler. That's your best idea? That's your best option. This guy who's literally, like, your cargo. And then you get to the, and then you get to the hospital. And, by all the, way, the things we've you seen. Did 
then tell him why she was going across country again. Another lie. And then you get to the hospital and all the things we've seen. You get to the doctor. Now, this is a little bit of a side point, but the doctor looked to be let's call him 35, 30-ish. That means that doctor got his uh, medical degree at (laughs) post-apocalypse university medical school. Like, do you trust this firefly doctor to really know what the fuck he's doing? And also, like, we don't really know what the state of the medical care is. Like, another thing that I've seen a lot of people talking about that I've seen really great convos about, especially in our Discord, is, like, people have brain surgery all the time. Like, in, in real life, they have brain surgery, they survive. You can have keyhole surgery. You can have brain surgery where they actually cut into your brain. There is no conversation here about what kind of surgery it is. They just have my guy with a scalpel about yeah. to chop open Ellie's brain like he's Dr. Frankenstein. Like, let's have a conversation. Yeah, Dr. Firefly is just like, I got a hammer and a chisel. I don't know. We go yeah, in yeah, and we yeah. like, punch uh, a hole in our head. me and then just take what I need out. It's and, like, no, that's not going to work. And so when you look at what a joke, really a joke of a revolutionary organization <laughs> the Fireflies are, I think it absolutely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, get her out of there. And we can try again. Like, if she wants to try and save the world, let's do it in a much less impactful way. Again, blood test. Let's try and grow specimens. Let's give her a choice. And then I'm sure, I feel like the Ellie that we know, the way they've seeded her choices, her conversations, the things that she has said and shown, if she was given a choice and it was like, you have to live in the hospital for six months, we're taking your blood every day, we're doing all these different tests, we're going to, and maybe the eventual outcome is you have to give your life to do this, but we want to make sure it's going to work because you're the last yeah. hope. You know, maybe we can see if other people's blood's similar to yours. Let maybe there's different a- kinds of immunities. Let her live till she's like 20. Yeah, let her live a fucking natural <laughs> life and then we try it you when know she's what? a senior citizen. That was the other thing was like, how hard would it have been to just have a conversation between her, Joel, Marlene, whoever, and be like, so this is what we need to do. Yeah. What's the way that we can do this to actually work? that doesn't end with Joel killing us all which is to be honest to every single person who was watching an obvious choice Marlene you should have known that like this is of like course. Wolverine like you're just you think gonna Joel's take, gonna quit you yeah. think you're gonna take Rogue away and then yeah, Wolverine's just gonna be like nah Stop it's it. fine like, it's not gonna happen you're gonna all die berserker now Joel's lie I think still lands with a tremendous punch at the end that's the that's I think is the big hardcore twist that they switch out here yeah. it's, it's not the choice because the choice it feels more organic it's, it's the lie. And the I, double lie. I think you, after all that's happened, I think just from a from a personal safety sense, the Fireflies are not done as an organization. Mm-hmm. They're still, they're going to wonder what happened. They're, they're, Someone's going to go to the hospital. You left two people alive. Like, they're, they're going to come looking for her. You have to tell her. You mm-hmm. have to level with her. Like, okay, if you want to lie about the, oh, the, all the other... Uh, the Raiders. The, all the uh, other, no, but all the other like people that are immune and still survive. You at least have to say, they were going to kill you. They so were I gonna, stopped them. So I stopped them. And how do you think... I, like, you have to level with her about that part, and you have to tell her about Marlene, and you have to tell her all of that. Yeah. Because I think it's just... It's her life. It's her... Mm-hmm. It's her future. It's her safety. She mm-hmm. has to know this. Yeah, I also think it... And I get why he lied, though. I yeah, get look, it. look, there's many reasons, but the truth is, like, I think that the the real deepest mistake Joel made is it underestimates Ellie again. Like, Marlene underestimated Ellie and didn't give her agency. Joel is taking away Ellie's agency, but he's also underestimating her. Ellie, Ellie shot somebody to save Joel's life. Ellie has killed Riley out of, you know, a, sacrif- a way to, you know, save her in whatever way Ellie could. Like, Ellie is not immune to the realities of this world. Ellie's not going to be happy that you went on a murderous rampage. And as she said, she has these kind of deaths on her conscience. But I think that's like a, 
in this world and the things that they've been through and the things they've seen, that's a like, you have a big blowout argument, you're angry for a few days, you sleep in different rooms in Jackson, and then you make up. Like, yeah. that's just that's just the harsh nature of this world. This is going to come back to bite him, like, so fucking badly, especially because he didn't just lie when he was leaving, which I think if he'd have told her the truth here, he could have been like, I was freaked out, I didn't want to scare you, you yeah. just woken up, now I'm going to tell you the truth. People. I just killed yeah, 20 people. I just killed 20 people. I was feeling some way. Veins, I didn't, I, yeah. uh, I, but, you know, like, instead, he swears to her to her face and just lets the lie continue. And that's obviously going to be simmering under that relationship yeah. until, you know, season two. And I think the most interesting thing is going to be, will we, this show has deeply expanded on a lot of the stuff that we never got to see in the in the game. And I wonder if that, when we see these seasons that are going to come afterwards, that are going to adapt part two, is there going to be interim time is this going to be like an expansion of that time the the seven year jump that we got when the game came out i'll be very interested to see how they handle that because i feel like this lie is going to end up being like the original sin for joel oh, for and sure. everything that comes it's not even the killing at this point like we know the killing played the, game, right. I, I, the killing's going to have a ramification but i feel like between him and ellie it's going to be that lie. I mean, the killing was honestly justified. I think, uh, you know, in the in the in the, in the context the of the TV show, of this, in the moral logic of this of this story on this show in this context, I think it's it was right. What final thoughts on the season? I think it was heartbreaking. Like, it it really got me seeing how Anna's life ended, mm-hmm. passing that lineage on to Ellie. Who, by the way, like. Not to not to make this an, another point about how Marlene sucks, but it's like Marlene promised I'll keep her safe, and then it's what did you do? You put her in a fucking federal orphanage and never had contact with her. Yeah, and not even that. Like, why is Marlene just never t- like you? You're about to put this girl under to kill her. You know, you could have just turned around and been like, I know your mom. She was like a real badass. I was there when she died. Like, yeah. she really fought for you. She, but she like she when Ellie. That was the thing that kind of blew my mind, and I think sets up this version of Marlene to have this more sinister bent, which is. The first, in episode two or episode one, when Ellie and her are talking, and Ellie's like, oh, are you my mom? And she's like, no. But she also doesn't say, I knew your mom. Yeah, she she doesn't. Said, she could have said anything. She could have said she anything. Said and And I think that that, again, plays into these, like, problems that... These choice, these tiny choices that seem small that end up having these huge, like, kind of life-ending yeah. ramifications. I love that. I loved seeing Ashley Johnson come back, that the original Ellie actor, to play Ellie's mom. It was, it was so eerie too. They did to a have, really good job to have the voice of Ellie mm-hmm. from the game talking to baby Ellie yeah. in the show. Uh, and I, I thought the opening was really that opening was so horror movie in a way a lot of the yeah. show hasn't been that has been one of the big things that surprised me that I enjoy. I love horror. I love horror TV. I don't think we have enough of it, but. I think they made the right choice to make this more of a drama with a kind of, it's kind of this post-apocalyptic drama with a tinge of horror around the edges that sometimes explodes. And I think I, that was the right choice. I agree. Build on the characters because mm-hmm. the relationship between them is why this whole thing works. Yeah. Just a wonderful, heartbreaking, really moving season of TV. I can't wait for yeah. season two. Episode three still, I say... Best, if not one of the best Absolutely. episodes of the TV that we'll get this year. And I can't wait to see it on every list. I can't wait to see it break into award shows because that shit is so good. <laughs> uh, up next, Nerd Out. Warning. This Nerd Out contains spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2 game. And more than likely, that means that it contains spoilers for The Last of Us Season 2. 
on HBO. That is not out yet, but they're going to make it. In today's Nerd Out, where you tell us what you love or why, or you share a theory that you're passionate about, which you've been doing more and more often and we love to hear it, Harrison shares a thought and a dream for a potential Last of Us Part 3, inspired by our nerd out from Rob a few episodes back, which I love because this is now like we are programming the Last of Us Part 3 story. Like it's happening here and everyone's ideas are incredible. So Harrison's opinion, and I'm going to uh, summarize, is essentially that Part 3 of The Last of Us video game, the third game, is going to delve into Ellie as a leader. You know, the game has explored the kind of like broken organizational structures of Fedra and also the Fireflies. Um, Harrison's idea is, what if Ellie, in a in a very hero's journey kind yeah. of move, becomes that pivotal figure mm-hmm. that rallies people to find a cure and to try and forge a better world. Um, and living up to that ideal contained in the Firefly motto, when you're lost in the darkness, look for the light. And Harrison, um, uh, you know, as kind of uh, supporting uh, details, points to various moments throughout The Last of Us, uh, the show, that point to Ellie... As a leader, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's great that, you know, one of the main data points is David's <laughs> David saying, oh, you're so charismatic a leader. I don't know how much we can trust that. But uh, but I do think that there is something to Ellie as. As a real fierce fighting figure who, because of the fact that she is immune, if that was ever to become known mm-hmm. in, a, in a kind of like Neo in the Matrix yeah, I was way, gonna say, it's very chosen one would get would just add a level of mystique to her that you would imagine would become almost messianic. Like I could imagine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if if it becomes publicly known that Ellie is immune, like people just wanting to reach out and just like exactly. touch her. So I could see this happening. Harrison. I love I really like this take because so much of The Last of Us, the show and us playing the game and and if you've played part two, <laughs> this is yeah. also the same, is very bleak. Part two, even more so. It's like one of the most depressing video games. Like fulfilling and satisfying, but but incredibly bleak. It is very, very bleak. Just like I mean, so depressing. People and say it as a crit- People call it a criticism. It's not a criticism. The game is is intentionally. Yeah, it's not a mistake. <laughs> like very, this is on and purpose. A, and absolutely, objectively, very, very bleak. I'm not not nihilistic in the sense that there's no, no hope it's at not all nihilistic. and no redeeming value but it is bleak it's and i i like something harrison said was like he sees uh the last of us part two the game as basically like empire strikes back it's like your character's at the lowest point and then like if you look at the trilogy format that means your third one could have hope it could present something different i would love to see ellie get to go on a hero's journey of her own that is like not defined by violence or or somebody trying to use or exploit her or revenge or all those themes that we've seen I think that could be really cool. There's definitely, as you were saying it, there's definitely like a hung, you could see a Hunger Games-esque Mockingjay style. Yeah. Like she is this radical revolutionary leader who's also a symbol. Also, look, Ellie is smart. When we see Ellie in part two, you're talking about an adult. When you see her in part she's three, a, she's, she's going to be- grizzled yeah. and hardened adult. So when you yeah. see her in part, I mean, imagine if Ellie was publicly immune 
Imagine if the reason she felt safe to do that is because she had a hospital and labs that were just constantly synthesizing her blood or trying to find a cure via her blood. There's all different ideas and ways. If she finds out the way that she was, you know, made immune, just want to say she has Blade's origin. Like, can we just say that she's a daywalker? Like, this is literally Blade's origin. So I love that. But yeah, I think this is really cool. I don't think it would need to be some great straying away from the game because you could still have those moments of bleakness. You still have infected. But you can add a more hopeful mission for Ellie and one that kind of eschews, like, the darkness and violence of her past. I love this idea. And I I, I love it too. That it was inspired by another nerd out. That's really cool. I think when you're thinking about, like, where would this story go... I would love to see a way that Abby and Ellie could work together, even if they're obviously, things between them would never be okay. No. But I think it would be fascinating to watch it if it could work. I also think that's like a, to me, that is like a fan. You are going to have fans just like watching. There's going to be fans who hate it. There's going to be fans who love it. But that is, I'm sure, the nature of a million fanfics about this already. But I love this idea that, for the greater good, these two people who were torn about apart by this horrific situation and who were enemies yeah. could come together as like reluctant allies to work together. I think that is so interesting. Thanks, Harrison. If you have theories or passions you want to share, hit us up at x-ray at crooked.com. Instructions, as always, in the show notes. Well, that's it for us. Rosie, and that's it for The Last of Us Season 1. Oh, my goodness. Congrats to us for finishing The Last of Us. Congrats <laughs> to you if you're listening for finishing Anything The Anything to of plug. Um, uh, you can find me, Rosie Marks, uh, wrote at Instagram Letterbox. I wrote about every single episode of The Last of Us, including the final episodes where I wrote a couple of pieces. They're all at IGN. I wrote some cool pieces about, about Polygon, about the new Luther movie, which is absolutely bananas. And uh, also, I just plugged to say... Go and uh, watch Scream because it's really good. I I enjoyed it very much. Scream 6. We will be talking about it more. Catch the next episode on Friday, March 17th for episode three of The Mandalorian. Remember, we're bringing you two episodes a week. That's every Wednesday and Friday on the podcast platform of your choice. Check us out. And... If you want to see us as well as hear us, subscribe on YouTube, where you can now watch full episodes of us here in the studio and also sometimes at on Zoom. Uh, also follow us on at XRVPod on Twitter. And there's our Discord, uh, yeah. where you can meet up with uh, lots of uh, friendly people who also listen to the show. It's a great place to hang out and meet other people. And we're hanging out there. Come see us. Five-star ratings, five-star reviews. We got to have them. We need them. You got to give them to us. Here's one from (laughs) Jevin43. It's a shame that we can't rate this higher than five stars. My vision has been X-ray. Thank you, Jevin43. X-ray vision is a crooked media production. The show is produced by Chris Lord and Saul Rubin. The show is executive produced by myself and Sandy Gerard. Our editing and sound design is by Vasilis Fotopoulos. Dylan Villanueva and Matt DeGroote provide video production support. Alex Relaford handles social media. Thank you, Brian Vasquez, for our theme music. See you next time. Hey, Mike, it's his stuff from me. Yeah, I just want to talk about the Fireflies today, Mike. You know, I've been a Firefly supporter for 20 years, ever since the fall. I've been really a fan of what they're doing. You know, I got the Firefly shirt, I got the sticker, I got the stencil. 
But I think if you look at it fairly, Mike, and it's taken a long time for me to open my eyes to this, if you really look at it, Mike, the one thing that they can do is is spray paint that symbol all over the place. That's the only thing they do good, Mike. They failed at everything. They can't overthrow Fedra. All they've done is ruin QZs across the country. And then Marlene, when she had it in the bag, she fumbled the bag, the bag Mike. I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to belabor the point, Mike. But she ruined it. Okay, Mike? Bad plan all around. She's bad at organizing. The Fireflies were not prepared for what they had to do. And not only that, but, you know, I, 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 I'm sad to say I supported them when they indoctrinate kids. They put guns in kids' hands, and they don't train them up and, and have them ready to do what they got to do, Mike. I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.